Hello and welcome to episode number 38 of Modern Art is Rubbish. Are you alright, Tom? Hey, Marcus. Yeah, I'm alright, Quite thanks. frankly, Tom, you're sounding a bit distant. Why is that? I I think it must be all the uh, magic mushrooms I've just What eaten. the hell? No, no. Just say no. Just, <laughs> just say no. <laughs> no. I'm in, a, I'm in the bottom of a hole in a really strange place. Oh, no. Well, I'm in, um, I'm in Colchester, so that might be why you're sounding a bit distant. Oh, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> speaking of holes, in Brighton, I live near the hole that um, inspired, apparently, Lewis Carroll. I don't know, did a hole inspire Lewis Carroll? A, tu- a tunnel, it's a tunnel, isn't it? A tunnel, yeah, it wasn't a hole that inspired, yeah. There's a tunnel to a secret garden near me um, that apparently inspired Lewis Carroll. It's not that secret, is no, it? No, it's not really. It's like, because I, I know about this garden, yeah. and I live like two miles across town. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, a, it's a garden sh- at Sussex Square, isn't yes. it? It's all the, all the flats that are on Sussex Square have access to it, and there's a tunnel to the beach. Yeah. Did Lewis Carroll, what, did he stay there? Yeah, he used to he? stay there with his, near there with his sister, and apparently that's what inspired the rabbit hole. And cool. conveniently, well, you don't sound that excited. Well, I was just wondering, was his sister like the rabbit? I or? don't know. Um, it, I, but then I kind of wasn't sure that was a reasonable question. No, it wasn't. Not reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of those myths, though, because I'm actually here in Colchester, if anyone's noticed the slight difference in sound quality for this uh, podcast. Um, and there was a myth that Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall in Colchester. Apparently, there was a... Um, there was a giant cannon that was called Humpty that fell off and um, they couldn't put it back together again. All oh, right, so it's not a, a guarantee this time. No, story. and no horses, apparently, I don't think, were involved in trying to repair it either. Oh, right, yeah. yeah just the King's Men, probably. Yeah, and the hill. The hill. Was there a hill? Yeah. Or was that Jack and Jill? Yeah, Jack and Jill. <laughs> oh, no, we get our nursery <laughs> rhymes all messed up, which leads us very nicely into not what we're going to talk about today. Um, I've picked a couple of uh, interesting art stories. I've got one that's relating to an arrest of an artist in Cuba. And there's another story that came out in August, which is about another mystery Rembrandt being uncovered. Or is it a mystery Rembrandt? Oh, right, yeah. So... First story. Uh, basically, this is takes place in Cuba, and the artist involved is Luis Manuel Otero Alcantara. He's been arrested because of a performance with a Cuban flag. Oh, really? So what? He's committed treason or something? Well, yeah. There's well, basically he was arrested after the artist draped a Cuban flag over his shoulders as part of a 30-day performance called uh, Drapo which in French means flag. Oh, right, yeah. Have you ever worn a flag? Yeah, well, I guess for Pride Festival, I've I've worn a Pride flag as a jacket. Yeah, didn't expect to get arrested, though, for the rainbows or anything. No, you don't get arrested for that. You get kissed for that, I think. <laughs> well, a lot of punishment. <laughs> You've broken love laws. Love laws, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Basically, it was a protest against a law passed this year designed to regulate how national symbols should be shown. Um, Apparently, this law states that people are not allowed to combine the flag with other symbols 
to alter it at all, use the flag in commerce or to wear it. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? So he was like taking these laws and intentionally breaking yeah. them, I, I presume. It wasn't like an accident, was no, it? No, 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 no. I mean, it's a bit harsh. Yeah. If you get cold and you want, you've only got a flag around, I'd assume that's all right just to... Yeah, but, I mean, they wouldn't arrest you if you were getting cold and you wrapped a flag around well, yourself. Don't... They'd only arrest you if you were an artist yeah. making a statement, wouldn't well, they? I suppose so. I don't know how it works. <laughs> but um, In support of this uh, artist who's been arrested, there's now a movement going, and it's actually a hashtag. So if anyone wants to post an uh, image of them with the Cuban flag, it's called hashtag La Bandera. Es de todos, which actually means the flag belongs to all. And what people do, it's on Instagram and Twitter, people are posting pictures of themselves uh, with the flag online. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so should we do a modern art is rubbish version selfie? Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll alter, I think what we should do is we should alter the Cuban flag with modern art is rubbish on it as well. And put a price tag on yeah. it. Oh. <laughs> Steady on. <laughs> this artist is a founder of a, a movement, an art movement called the Museum of Dissidents. So dissidents is kind of like protesting against official policy, you know, and rebelling against what is the sort of the state, that kind of idea. It was set up in 2016. And as you probably may be aware, Tom, uh, Cuba has many restrictive laws on speech and assemblies and also freedom of the press is very restricted. So what the project does is it brings together people from Cuba and from outside Cuba online and it specialises in public art projects and installations. And uh, these tend to be in poorer districts of Havana. It seeks to become a cultural movement that contributes to bringing about democratic change in the country. And I've done some really interesting works as well. Uh, for instance, if you go to Cuba, there's a lot of murals of revolutionary figures such as Castro and Che Guevara. But what, for instance, the MDC, Museum of Dissidents, did was they created murals depicting strange figures and faces and some of them they had their mouths sort of were missing or their mouths were drawn over blacked out and it's kind of like the idea about speech being sort of yeah. stifled in the country it was like a cuban journalist yeah yeah <laughs> it is yeah without a, you can't yeah. say anything really and interesting to say that because they actually also uh staged a, what is a fake hanging so they literally got a guy outside a building with a rope round his neck, and it was a fake hanging, so he looked like he'd hung himself. And it was called Another Poet Commits Suicide. And because basically a lot of Cuban writers and artists have committed suicide. Cool. Yeah, good. So, are you feeling revolutionary, Tom, by that art piece? Yeah, well, it reminds me of, like, because we often mention, like, the Russian artists, yeah. they're always protesting against yeah. the state. Because there's a real culture of it in Russian yeah, art, art as protest. Like, I wonder if Cuba has a sort of similar history in art, or is this a quite a new movement? I mean, this one started in 2016, but I think there's always been that kind of protest. But I think as Cuba starts to open up, I think people feel more emboldened to, uh, to speak out. As long as they don't commit suicide straight after, no. it seems yeah. like... <laughs> 
a lot of the Cuban artists doing that. Yeah. So is, is that as the suicides of the Cuban artists? It's quite suspicious, really. All these suicides. Yes, that is, does sound suspicious. It seems to be an awful lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, after this episode goes out. Just do keep an eye on Marcus and I's online presence in case we disappear. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm actually worried. Maybe we won't do that flag thing then. Down with the government! <laughs> oh, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, we can do It's not quite so bad here. Luckily, we're very lucky to live in Britain where you can... You can say yeah. that. We can joke about things, can't yeah, we? Yeah, and you wouldn't make... You can do what you want to the British flag, can't you? No one cares. Can you set it on fire? Yeah, you can, but you I can't. Because can. um, under EU regulations, it won't catch fire. Oh, what is this? Because of Brexit? No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, no, no. Basically, there was that thing, wasn't there, with a guy who was anti the EU and he tried to burn the EU flag and it wouldn't burn because. Under EU regulations, they can't be um, flammable. Oh, that's sensible. Sensible for a government that doesn't want to be protested against. (laughs) Make everything, like, (laughs) (laughs) child-friendly. Like, if the whole parliament's made of, like, um, I don't know, foam. Foam. Foamy parliament. (laughs) Non-flammable foam, so kids can't injure themselves playing in it. I like the idea of a foamy parliament. We could all storm it and we'd just bounce. We'd have a fun time storming it and we'd just bounce off it. The bounces of parliament. (laughs) So, on to the next one. I know you like a, uh, a good fake... So apparently, a painting that was bought for 500 euros, uh, which is about $560, uh, may actually turn out to be a Rembrandt, which could raise about 30 million euros. What's that, about $32 million? A lot of money, a lot of money. This work that is alleged to be by Rembrandt is called Eki Homo. Uh, which you may remember what that name, Eki Homo, Tom. Do you recognise it? Yes, yeah, familiar, definitely. Well, a certain <laughs> Cecilia Jimenez did a restoration in 2012 of Elias Garcia Martinez's painting of Jesus. Do you remember that wonderful restoration? Amazing restoration company, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> yes, another restoration. Uh, do you hold on. Did you say it's a Rembrandt? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we talk about Eki Homo, the name comes up a lot, as does a lot of religious art. So I just thought I'd explain for those who don't know what Eki Homo actually means. And it actually means in Latin, behold the man. And this is actually apparently what Pontius Pilate said when he presented Jesus in his crown of thorns after he'd been flogged and just before he's due to be crucified. So it's not a very good time, particularly for Jesus. Yeah, dark days. Dark day. Behold, yeah. anyway. <laughs> so this is, the por- this is the image we're talking about today. It's a portrait of the top half of Jesus. His chest's been exposed, and he looks... A la Russell Brand. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Brand is not Jesus, I'd just like to say. Yeah, but he has his chest exposed, Oh, yeah, he does, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, here, Christ has got his heavenly Jesus-style look up towards the heavens in the way that he always does in paintings. Oh, right, yeah. In paintings, yeah. yeah. So, a Belgian businessman, he walks into a bar 
and um, he's known as Mr. Joe because he hasn't revealed his real name yet. This is it, currently he's called Mr. Joe because he doesn't want anyone to know who he is apparently. And it was 10 years ago in a bar in Belgium in Liège and what happens is uh, a stranger walks in and starts chatting to him. This stranger is going through really hard times. So you can imagine he's giving him a sob story, saying, you know, it's you know, it's so tough for me. So the businessman agrees to buy a uh, mystery old painting from the guy for 500 euros. So he was doing it for a favour, help, helping him out by buying a painting off yeah. him. Yeah. Because this guy needed funds, I take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, for a few years, it just hung in this businessman's home. So as you do, you know, nice to have a, a picture of a flagellated Christ on the wall. Is that something you'd fancy having on your wall? Who wouldn't want a flagellated Christ on their wall? <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know exactly what that means, flagellated. After being whipped, basically, would you want a picture of Jesus after he's been whipped on your wall? Well, the moment after. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, yeah, or the, maybe the moment before he got whipped where he's turning around wondering what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mr. one of Mr. Joe's friends, I was talking about it, and said, oh, you know what, you should go and uh, get that looked at by an art expert. It might, you know, it might be interesting to find out about it. So apparently he took it to a, uh, a guy, this was in 2008, who was a member of the, who was a member of the Belgian Chamber of Art Experts. He claimed the work to be an exceptional example of painting by the Dutch master Rembrandt, and it could be worth millions. Um, Looking at the picture, it's impossible for me to even make a, any judgment calls on as to who it's by. It looks all right. It's pretty good. It looks like it could be by someone quite talented, but I couldn't yeah. be sure myself. Yeah, because it could be a copy, I guess. Mm. And you'd have to stand in front of it to see yeah. a bit more, bit more carefully rather than a thumbnail on a computer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. We will put links to the picture. Now, the thing is... There was another anonymous expert. I don't know why this expert wants to remain anonymous, but apparently he dismissed it as being a fake. Because what happened was he looks at it and he using what's called dendrochronology, which is you know the study of wood where you look at the rings and you can date stuff from the rings. It was dated between sixteen seventy six and sixteen ninety nine. Okay, so Rembrandt is 17th century, isn't he? When did yes. he die, Rembrandt? He died in 1669, and the wood supports dated it between 1676 and 1699. Yeah, so it could have been by one of his students, maybe, well, he taught, didn't he? Yeah, well, this is a thing. It, he did, and there, is, there are a lot of fakes and a lot of copies of Rembrandt, even from around the time, so it makes it really difficult for people to work out what's a fake and what's a, what's a not, what's not a fake. And So there's someone who said it's a fake, mm. and, they're, and they're gone anonymous. So are they anonymous because they are an expert and him calling it a fake? Who's, who, what's going on here, Marcus? Well, Please tell me. What I've looked into is it's saying that now this is the wood that the canvas is stretched on. Now, I thought about it and I thought, well, is it possible just because a canvas is fixed to wood that's newer than the canvas? Yeah. Does that mean that it's a fake? Oh, you've got a good point there, Marcus. 
And I looked into, I thought, do you know what? As you've, you've probably been curious yourself, 17th century painting techniques. You've been thinking about that, haven't you, a lot recently? Well, I have. Yeah, no, I, of course I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, the thing is, a lot of painters around the 17th century bought, bought their canvases loose. And what they would do is they'd use what is a larger strainer. And now a larger strainer, basically, uh, it's kind of like a large wooden frame. And you'd use it to temporarily stretch the canvas so you can actually paint on it. Um, you can imagine what you do is you'd put like calls through various points in the canvas and then stretch it on this wooden frame. I don't know if anyone's seen, anyone listening's seen the way that they stretch animal skin. So it's quite possible that after Rembrandt died, that was left on a stretcher like that. And someone took it off the stretcher and just put it on a newer frame to, to properly mount the canvas. Who would do such a thing? I don't know. Or it could be a faker who painted it after. So we're only got, we've only got the age of the wood that it's stretched on, haven't we? We haven't got the age of the actual paints. That I guess that's harder no. to age, isn't it? No, and again, to find out if it's a Rembrandt, it's a true Rembrandt, you probably have to take paint samples to confirm that the paint is the same paint that they used in the period. You'd have to try and find provenance, not certificate of authenticity. So try and, try and actually see if you can find any paper trail that actually directly links it back to Rembrandt and Rembrandt Studio. So this businessman, that's what he's going to be trying to do. I it's guess that's, what he's, do. that's what he's doing at the moment, is it? Well, it appears now, the reason why this story's only just come out now, and when you know he got it originally assessed in 2008, is because he's about to sell it. Oh, right, yeah. So, so he's going to sell it, but he's still not sure if it's fake or original. No. Well, I assume that there may well be some more research done on it. But the thing is, is he's obviously he's got a very good reason because the reason why he wants to sell it because he said if he does, and it is turns out and it does turn out to be a Rembrandt, he wants to buy a football team. Okay, not what I was expecting you to say, but depending on whether it's real or not, I guess will depend on whether he can buy Colchester United or Manchester United. Yeah. <laughs> what could you buy for 30 million? What kind uh, of football team? Oh. I mean, what could you buy, Tom? You, you, like, you love football, so what could... Uh, a Tottenham Hotspur fan, aren't you? If anyone I, knows I am, football. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, what could you buy for 30 million? Could you buy Tottenham? You could probably buy them a, a defender for their team or something. Well, one player? One player, yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. For Rembrandt? Uh, yes, you'd need, you'd need a few Leonardos, Donatellos, oh <laughs> Raphaels, if you want to buy the whole team. Wow. So what about <laughs> a goalie? What would that be? What artist would be for a goalie, do you reckon? Um, that would be a Jeff Koons, wouldn't it? Okay, Tom, so we've just got to say goodbye and uh, where can people go and see the images and links and find out about Twitter, Patreon, Facebook and everything like that? Where can they find that, Tom? Go to our website, Marcus. Go to modernartisrubbish.com. You'll find everything on there, man. 
Yeah. Don't need to tell me. I already know that. Oh, right. I thought you were asking. I thought you'd forgotten. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it's just bye, then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.